We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include fantasy violence, including the use of firearms, mature themes, mild gore, mentions of genocide, and descriptions of gun violence and terrorism. The world is a weird and wild place, but even now, there are men who seek to tame it by any means necessary. Hatred is spreading throughout the land, covering it with fear and blood. Masquerading as propaganda for safety, darkness is spreading, consuming those who do not fit with the natural order. Infecting the streets with political grandstanding, they have set their sights on the highest office. Bounty hunters with badges try and keep the promises of a dead man, but the weight of death clings to their steps. Their rage is palpable, and revenge is consuming. Two decades have passed since the gateway between this world and a world of unbridled madness was opened. The door stands open still, and the wilds are slowly seeping in. Searching out the ones that freed them from their cage. This is the Feywild West. We are the nightmares they want you to fear. We are the dead man's promise. Let's be legendary. Nexon to Clearwater to Elden. Is there anything you guys want to do during that time? Did you need anything in Nexton? I don't think so. No. Just traveling. Right. Or, yeah, to Clearwater to, uh, to Elden. I think we have to go to Elden first before we went to attack, right? Or is there... No, it's actually in between Clearwater and Elden. Yeah. I just didn't know how to if we needed a, what we needed to do to get there. Ah. So, yeah, nothing. I don't think we need anything on the way there. Oh. On the way, though, mm-hmm. it's been a week. What do we say? Mm-hmm. Has it been a week? I think so. It's been, if. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been a week. Because it took us a couple of days. Because we went from Air Pike to Ubendale, and then from Ubendale, we had to go to Bill Bale. We were mm-hmm. in there, so it, it's been a week. Yep. All right. So are we out to, uh, off of the train? Yeah. All right. I take out the Silver Raven. Do you want to ask it to meet us somewhere? I think that would be best, perhaps, the bike. Um, actually, yeah. That way we can definitely stop. Because we needed to see Ernest about a second door. Mm-hmm. So... Either that or Blue Peak. Hmm. That might be a little bit on the nose. Well, I'm vindictive. And I want you to work with us. Uh, Alright. Alright. How much you want to offer her? Well, who are you talking about? You'll see. I say 500 for at least meeting her. It's 500 for our time. That sounds fair. And then we can talk. 
Alright. You take out the Silver Raven and I activate it. Is your Delilah? Wait, what? This is Celine Argent. We may have work for you. Meet us in Airpike. 500 gold for your time. One week. Alright, nice. Send it off. Hope she knows where to find us. <sighs> Wait, what? Not. Yes. No. Yes. Why? Well, to be fair, we were thinking about this before we knew you were a thing, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. But it is going to be fun to see her reaction. <sighs> well, how do you even know her? She tried to kill us. Because we killed you. Wait, didn't you tell me that already? Uh, sort of. Not yet. She tried to kill you because you killed me. Yeah. What? What the? Don't worry. Nothing to do with revenge for your sake. It was mostly just because you had a lot of money and she wanted to kill you for it. She was very upset and put out. But Delilah? A sweet little Delilah. There's nothing sweet or little about that woman. I'm just saying, not only did she have a really nice gun, which I let her keep, so she owes us, and we let her escape, which she owes us double. But uh, that woman is shady, a thief, works with poison and magic. You sure know how to pick them. Uh, Delilah. Little thing. Sweet smile. Bright green eyes. Mm -hmm. Magic? Mm-hmm. Magic, poison, traps, and a really nice gun. She also killed her husband, apparently. <laughs> oh. You do know how to pick him. He's just silent. Alright, so we continue. And uh, head towards my old pack, I suppose. Mm -hmm. How long has it been? 19 years? Sort of. Um, no, what ended up happening was when I, when I, I ran into the woods and lived there for two years because I was 13 when I finally stumbled my way out and I stumbled my way out back in that place so two years of overgrowth and charred buildings and skeletons so I took basically one look around and uh, ran nope right out of there yep uh, so it's been 17 years since I've been officially been back, if you can count the last bit. How forward are we jumping in time? Nat 20 for safe journey, so. Oh, cool. Three days after reaching Nexton, you find yourself riding into a clearing. Tall grass has long since taken over the gravel pathways that used to make up the streets of this 
small community, though patches of it can still be seen here and there. A couple buildings still stand, half in ruin. So as we are walking, I take your hand. You can turn around if you want, if you need to. Now, if there's any information we need, we miss it just because of my cowardice. 17 years of overgrowth since you last saw it, Talia. My hand's actually kind of slack in yours. Like, I'm almost not even here. I think I left Zechariah in the house for this. Okay. It's quiet, peaceful. The three buildings left standing are all overgrown. You remember next to one of them there used to be just a small bush that the family that lived there would keep trimmed and nice. It's now grown up all over the side of the house. Another one has a tree sticking through the roof. The audacity of life. As you get further in, you see where other buildings were, their timbers fallen in, the foundations still visible even though their structure is long gone. Old scorch marks as you walk through the grass. At one point you step on something kind of hard that grinds in the ground beneath your foot. What is it? It's a bone. Not a skull. It looks to be part of an arm. I'm not sure where the rest of it is. 19 years, it's a long time. Nature, animals. We don't have to do this time. And if we miss something. If we miss something, then we do without it. But if you cannot do this, we do not have to. I can do this, it's fine. It's everything I expected. That doesn't mean that you are not allowed to have a reaction to it. I know. It's fine. I'm fine. I know you are not. I'm as good as I can be. Let's just get this done so we can leave. Alright. The fire pit should be somewhere over there. Okay, take your land again. It's still pretty loose. And I am holding it. And I go and find the fire pit. So, what would be the middle of the town? 
So I start um, setting up my Speak with Dead spell. And I take out my spirit board. What was your father's name? Ro. Ro? R O E. Whole clan. Alright, and I cast Speak with Dead. You cast the spell laying out the ritual, and you lay out the spirit board in front of you. There's kind of a stirring of the trees as the air moves, the wind picking up a little bit, and it dies down, and you can feel something. I am trying to reach Roll Clay. Is he with us? I put my hands on the planchette. There isn't an answer. There's something here. What you doing? Who said that? Looking around, you see a girl. Can't be older than seven. Was wearing a simple brown dress, dark hair, and a similar skin color to you, Talia. Sitting on a bit of stone foundation, kind of just kicking her legs and looking over at you curiously. I use eyes as a glaive. She's not human. She's not anything. Do I recognize her? Sort of. But as a grave did not identify her as undead? It didn't identify her as not undead. It's not identifying her as anything. Who are you? Who are you? My name is Selina Argent. Talia. And you are? What you doing? What she smell like? Perception check. With your plus to smell. Hey! Nat 20. She smells like your father, your mother, your aunt. Your cousin. Your friend down the street. She smells like a lichen. No. She smells specifically like every single one of those people. Do you have a name? We are the pack. How? She hops down from the foundation and comes towards you. It's not a matter of how, silly. It's a matter of why. I take a step back. I'm very thoroughly unnerved. <laughs> and why? Because you need answers. Talia doesn't know what to do. <laughs> so, you have the memories? The memories of all the people here? That's a way to put it. We are trying to bring justice 
Squads of people that were slaughtered out here. It was a pack. No. No. You want revenge. Damn right I do. Why? You can look around and ask me why. What's still going on? How long did we know that other packs were disappearing? How long did we know that we were the last ones? I'm taking her hand again. She pulls away. Because she's trying not to. I just put my hand on your shoulder. The last what? The last people? The last creatures, the last lichens. The last children of the wolf. Children of the wolf. I suppose we were. That's the last of one thing among so many other things. Why? Why what? Why revenge? I lost everyone. Everything. Someone's got to pay. So it is for you. Those three that came here that night, those are for me. The organization that they belong to, that's for everybody else including my son and anybody else they hurt. Do it for the living, then. Do it to protect what you have now. Not out of anger over what was lost. People die, Talia. Everyone has their time. We were being wiped out. How long did you know? How long did we hide here knowing we were being wiped out? At first, we did not know. We did not keep regular contact with the other packs. But eventually, a werebear named Bruckham came and told us what he had found left of a pack down south. People became worried for a while, but in the end, what could they do? They knew not who when, how, so we did what we must. We stayed quiet, thinking that our inaction and solitude would spare us the fate that had befallen our brothers and sisters. We were wrong. And there's nothing you know. 
Okay, Tilt. I can show you. It won't be pleasant. No more soft, no more nightmares. No. But you might see something that can help. Then I'll see it. Before I show you, remember, do this not for those who have found rest, but to protect those that can still be harmed. She reaches out her hand towards you. Mama takes Celine's other hand, give a squeeze, and then I reach out for hers. You take her hand and she leads you back behind one of the houses that are still standing. As you approach the back of it, you smell burning blood. Fire. As you come around the other side, you see community as it was that night. People running back and forth. You see three figures. You see brown. You see a tall man and a shorter woman. The three of them running from building to building, the larger man running after a woman and tackling her to the ground, holding a gun up to her chest and pulling the trigger. You see the woman with a rifle to her shoulder track a young man with her eyes and she quickly raises the rifle up, and with a clean shot, takes him down. Am I seeing any of this? No. You see some of the people trying to rush back in and protect those that are fleeing. You see one of your cousins in their half-shifted form come running out of one of the burning houses, trying to claw at the woman, but she manages to dodge out of the way, knocking him out with a quick blow from the butt of her gun. You see one of your aunts coming out in her full shifted form, leaping over the ground towards Brown, but without blinking holds up a gun and takes her right in the head. In the middle of all of this, you hear a roar. <laughs> roar turns into a howl as your father, in full shifted form, comes leaping out of one of the burning buildings and takes the big man to the ground. His claws slashing across his face, drawing blood. There's a cry from the woman as she shouts out, Jim! And you 
see her put a couple of shots into your father, but he's still on top, slashing down. You see blood flying, but in the flurry of slashes and blows, you see the man raise a gun, pistol, shoving it right into your father's open mouth and pulling the trigger. You stand there and watch, finding yourself unable to move. And the rest of the scene plays out in front of you. The large man getting up, stumbling around. You see the other two hunting down the other members of your pack. You see yourself eventually leaving one of the buildings, making a run for the woods and in your haste running into the taller man who in his wounded confusion drops his gun. That's about where I pick it up and try and shoot him and it jams. Yeah. Jams caked in the blood of your father. The vision fades. As the vision fades, you find yourself walking around the other side of the building. Back to Celine. Alone. May I rush up to you? I think I'm kind of in a daze. Are you? I'm kind of touching your shoulders and... What happened? I don't remember the name. Jim. Jim. He's caught up. My father attacked him. He's the one that dropped retribution. But I didn't get a last name. We will find him. Yeah. And I'm wiping your tears away. Is that little girl anywhere else? No. It's probably been 10 minutes. So the spell's done. Would you like me to to cast it again? No. (laughs) No way. I stand on my tiptoes and pull you into a hug. I think I eventually hug you back, but it's it's very um, loose. (laughs) Weak. (laughs) Yeah. What time of day is it? Uh, just a little afternoon. I squeeze you and then let go. And um, by the fire pit, I leave two candles, one of Cortez's feathers, and I, and I sprinkle some of the um, bone dust that I've been using for divination. Undertaker, please bless this ground. Do you want to go back? Yeah. Might as well. And I take your hand. Is there anything I can do? I don't think so. You got a name at least. It's one more than we had. It's probably a mistake though. What was? Coming here in the first place. Why? I don't know. 
And I kind of lead you back. <laughs> to Elliot stuck the house. Whatever that was. As you're leaving the village, Talia taking one last look around. You see the spot where he died. Anything there? It's buried in the grass a bit. But there are some bones there. <laughs> like which ones? <laughs> Do you go for a look? Do you indicate that with that is No, I don't think I say anything. I just stop. And head over there. Is this looking around? What caught your attention was a couple of ribs sticking up along the grass. But also there is some claws, arm, and his skull. It's still in wolf form. Yeah. Celine Argent, Rogray. Nice to meet you. I wish it could have been under more pleasant circumstances. Do you want to take it? I don't know. I don't know what I'd do with it. Other than just be a reminder. I have an idea. Yeah? And I go over and I very carefully extract one of the claws. Okay. I bring it back. A sign of the power that you came from. The strength and the drive to protect what you love. As for the rest of him, well, he does not need to come with us. But you should have a part of him to come with you. This works. It was the middle one. <laughs> I think he would appreciate that. We can get out of here. Alright. We probably tied up the horses mm -hmm. somewhere. So that was midday? Mm -hmm. How long can we go before we have to stop? So where are you going? Mm -hmm. yeah. Alright. I'd say you can make uh, clear water by nightfall. Okay. Well, I've been to clear water before. So yeah. have you. Mm, yes. Yeah. It's a bustling town. It kind of starts on the edge of the mountain range and is built kind of up into it. Although the mountain range here dips down a bit and comes lower, allowing sort of a pass 
to Clearwater Lake. It's a nice, clean town. Oh, aren't we going to get some more um, information about Jaleth? Well, we can ask. I have the dossier, or I have the, the file I got from Clearwater. Oh, is that they sent it? Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, they sent it. They, that was all they had. I okay. mean, you might be able to find. We might be able to find somebody who uh, was who dealt with it. Right. But um. Maybe tomorrow. I think we've had enough emotions for one day. How about getting a drink? Yes. <laughs> I would like a bottle, please. You guys do have alcohol in the house. We do have alcohol in the house. Do you just want to drink in drink at home? Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah, just somewhere out of ways of people just set up the house and mm-hmm. go straight to the kitchen and just start drinking. <laughs> I probably have Zachariah in the uh, upstairs. Mm-hmm. It's all the weird shit. Unless he's in the walls. Right. I don't care either way. I'm just, I don't even look. I just go to the kitchen and just knock right. it back. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> this game's fun, you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much for supporting Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to rate and review on iTunes. You'd be surprised how much this helps others to find us. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. Or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary and Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod. We also spend a lot of time in our Discord server, so please feel free to stop in and say hello. Links are in the description and on our website. For more content from our crew, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get episodes two days before the general public, exclusive sneak peeks of new art, DMs and players' notes on characters, and access to Bonus Round, a limited, exclusive series run by our patrons. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sass Council, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sass Council, and our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Our producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Our producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. Our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects are in the description below. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Amrit S. Brar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.